Welcome back to the Get Published Summit. My name is Paul Brody, and I'm proud to serve as your host. And today we have another amazing guest. Laura Briggs is a three times TEDx speaker, the author of five books, and the COO of Advanced Amazon Ads. Before that role, she worked as a freelance writer and book launch planner for nonfiction authors. She is currently writing her dissertation for her doctorate in business. Laura, welcome to our Get Published Summit. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and we're going to talk today about planning your book launch for long-term success. But the first thing that I want to cover is about deciding between self and traditional publishing, because you've gone down both routes on there. Yeah. So it kind of, it kind of depends on whatever the author wants to achieve. There are books that I think make a lot of sense for traditional publishing. And then there are books that I think it makes sense to self-publish. So I sold my first three traditionally published books through the, the traditional process An agent pitched that to publishers, got an advance, all of that. In that process, I learned a lot about what works with nonfiction publishing. And then there were some things that I found kind of frustrating, right? Like I can't change my book cover with my traditionally published books. And my self-published book is all about how to become a virtual assistant. So I wanted to maintain full ownership of that because if I put a piece of software in the book that went out of business or was no longer relevant two years later, I wanted the ability to go back and be able to keep that as up to date as possible. And you just don't really have that much flexibility with traditional books. So pros and cons to both sides. There's no wrong way to do it. Got it. And then what are some of the mistakes that authors make, some of the most common mistakes in planning their own book launches? I think the biggest mistake I see is waiting too late. If you are reaching out to get people to help you with your book launch a month or six weeks before your book is coming out, that's way too late. Whenever I work on book launches with authors, we're usually looking at six to eight months before the book comes out. And that's when we are creating the full roadmap for a book launch, because there's so many moving pieces, as you know, to writing a book and getting it out there in the market that you really need that advanced time to create all of the collateral, to test ad campaigns, to come up with additional things that you may need, hire other people to help you. So I would say that is the biggest mistake. And then I think the second mistake is in not doing the organic work that makes paid work successful. So Amazon ads and Facebook ads work really well when you already have organic traction for your book. However, they will not save an otherwise struggling book launch. So I think sometimes authors come in at the last minute and say, hey, my book launch isn't going well. Can we do some pay-per-click and run some paid ads? And hopefully that's going to fix everything. And it won't. It can really amplify the success that you get when you have good organic traction and you've planned that launch out in advance. But it's definitely not going to save a book launch. Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest things. Like when we've worked, you know, you and Alex with, with clients, you know, what we've done is we get them to the launch phase where they've peaked, they've hit number one, and then we refer our clients to y'all where you guys keep the momentum going. And I think that's one of the biggest things is you have to have that rocket booster, so to speak, where you've got to that point. And then it's the ads that really maintain that for the long term. Yeah. Where you're already getting traction, Amazon, Facebook, any other type of pay-per-click advertising those platforms have good data about when your book is likely to convert and they know that it's popular and it can sell. So it's especially true with Amazon ads because they're doubly invested in the success of your book. You're paying for the ads if you're running them. And then they're also the bookstore where your reader will buy the book. So it's really important to make sure that you have all of those other things set up so that ads are just like cranking up the volume on what's already working. 
Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the so pre-orders. So pre-orders using launch bonuses. So tell us a little bit about that. Everyone's different in terms of whether they want to use pre-orders or not. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's just really figuring out what's going to be the best fit for you. Yeah, I think pre-orders make a lot of sense if you're trying to do something like hit a lot of number one categories on Amazon your first day that or week that the book is out because all of that's going to kind of count towards those initial data points that show up there. I also think that pre-orders can make sense just to get a lot of buzz going around the book. So when it makes sense to do pre-orders, I like to do launch bonuses because here's the thing, even as a reader, like when I see a book that comes out that I'm interested in and it says that it's being published five months from now, I'm probably not going to remember to pre-order it. I'll make like a mental note of, hey, go back and make sure that you order this when it comes out. If there's no incentive for me to do it now. However, if I came across that pre-order because the author said, hey, you're going to get a free masterclass with me. You're going to get these extra worksheets. You're going to get these bonus things and you have to order by X date. There's so much more urgency for me to actually go ahead and pre-order the book rather than forget about it. So I love when authors use pre-order launch bonuses because it gets that little bit of extra momentum that someone needs to go ahead and put it in their cart and already pay for it, which can send those nice signals to Amazon that your book is popular on the day that it comes out. So you'd recommend this really for people that may already have a little bit of an audience, may have a lot of connections, because this is basically more of an organic strategy. It's not really utilizing promos. It's really just getting their network, their street team, and those type of things. So they really need to have some sort of built-in network to be able to start to build that level of momentum. Yes, definitely applies most to when you have your own audience. So if you have an engaged audience, if you have a launch team, these are the people you really want to hit with the pre-order opportunity because they support you already. And when you throw in that little bit of extra, it can even be things like my audience for one of my books was all freelance writers. So some of them were interested in writing a book themselves. So one of the pre-order bonuses was I'll do an hour long takedown of how I planned my book launch and what went into it. So you can do all kinds of different things that will work, but you really want something that gives someone a little extra incentive to do it. I just set up a Google form. I set a deadline. And I say, send me a, you know, screenshot of your receipt and you're going to get these pre-order bonuses. And that way you can start to see too, like how much of my launch team is actually engaged or am I getting submissions through that Google form? Absolutely. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit. So our fifth question I'm actually going to ask now, and that is about paid book promotions to be able to get, you know, get some more books out there. Because I think for people that may not necessarily have their own audience, then they have to have a little different approach, right? Because for a lot of people that we launch their books for, a lot of them are just starting out. They don't necessarily have that established audience. So they may not be able to leverage pre-orders. So if they're doing more of the traditional style launch, um, you mentioned some paid promotions specifically. So what are some things that you recommend that you feel work well? I like paid book promotions that are very popular with fiction authors. So a growing number of them are adding in nonfiction readers to their newsletter list and having specific promotions. Robin Reads, Free Booksy, those are a couple of examples that come to mind. Now, the caveat with these is in order to run a promotion, your book either needs to be super cheap or free. They have different pricing models for the different those two different strategies there to be able to do it. And so what you have to do is remember like, oh, hey, I'm doing a, you know, three day promotion on Robin Reads. I need to go in and make sure that my book is priced down to $2.99, $1.99. I think some of the maximums are like $4.99 and make sure that it stays that way for the duration of the promotion. Then I can push the price back up. So harder for traditionally published authors who don't have control over that, but self-published authors can be very successful 
successful in getting some additional traction to their book. Um, if you're running your book for free, obviously it's not going to help in terms of getting a lot more sales and royalties in that respect, but it can get some people into your world. So if you have a series of books, this works well, get them in at book one, they will probably buy book two and three if the first one is good. And it can also just work if you have that material at the back of your book that's driving them to something else, like signing up for your newsletter, buying a masterclass, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's great for back end, but it's also an audience builder. And that's really yes. when I get people asking me, well, <clears throat> what's one of the main benefits of utilizing the book when it's free? I'm like, well, you got to build an audience. You have to start somewhere. And then some people are like, well, but they're a bunch of freebie seekers. Well, that's why you use a company like Freebooks that has mm-hmm. different genres and they have these huge lists and they're actually sending it specifically to their lists. So you're getting quality people because at the end of the day, regardless if someone either buys it 99 cents or gets it for free, they're probably not going to remember. And the main thing is the fact that you've got some quality there on the Kindle and that will help sell it. I mean, I bought a $25,000 program off of a free book before. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've done it. I've seen it work for my clients. It's really figuring out, okay, what's the best way to build it, but don't have the perception necessarily that they're just freebie seekers because they're not. They're interested in quality. And that's what I think a promo company like Freebrooksy brings in because we use that for our launches it brings in quality, especially during that free phase of the launch. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that is a common misconception. There are certainly people out there who are freebie seekers, but if you can even get some of the people in that group to be able to follow through with you in some other way or sign up for your newsletter or continue to interact with you, that's going to be valuable. And it's also nice to just see that initial push, right? So again, it works really well if you're like, ah, my book's kind of died off 90 days after launch. I want to reinvigorate this a little bit. Doing a promotion at that time can help get some additional traction to that page and conversion. Absolutely. So they've done the launch. Things have gone well. They, They hopefully hit number one. How do they keep momentum going after the launch? Because I think this is really in your wheelhouse and with Alex's as well, because we've got Alex running for the summit too. We're going to take a little deeper dive onto that side with him. But I'd like for you to touch on this as well, because when it comes to nonfiction books, y'all are the only company that I recommend because you do my books as well. And, you know, I feel that what you guys do is a great service. So tell us more about that and how y'all can help. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are a lot of ways you can continue that momentum. I think organically, continue talking about your book on social media, send out VIP packages to new people. Just because the book launch is over with doesn't mean you can't re-engage new people. You can work with bookstagrammers, book influencers to continue to keep that traction going. I like to take reviews that I get and turn those into social media worthy images that I can post on my social media that gets the word out there to people that not only is my book still out there, but people are reading it, they're liking it, it tells them more about the book, but it's not in my words. So it doesn't necessarily feel as salesy when it's literally just pulled copy and paste from an Amazon review. I also think Facebook ads and Amazon ads do work really well here to keep the momentum going. When you put in all that work for a book launch, it can almost be an experience of burnout because so much goes into getting a book launch off the ground. And the good thing is if you do all that hard work and you can make it through that phase, then you can rely a little bit more on some of these paid strategies to keep things going without as much input from you. So you don't have to do as much work. So that's really when paid ads can keep things going for you. Well, and specifically, you and Alex do Amazon ads, which personally, I think Amazon ads are much better than Facebook. Facebook's good for awareness, but true conversion is Amazon. So just tell us a little bit more about that specifically, because, you know, that's what we utilize after after we launch a book 
is, you know, we utilize Alex and, and you you and the team specifically for those Amazon ads because they can really help with that. They've done it with my books. And again, that's what we recommend to our clients if they want that momentum post-launch. Outside of just doing the organic stuff, like getting on podcasts, which is great for organic, but in terms of investment and actually, you know, a good ROI, you got to look at Amazon ads. Yeah, you do. Because people who are going on Amazon, they are there to shop and they are there to shop for books if they are looking for those subjects in the search bar. So Amazon ads can convert on keywords. They can convert in categories. They also convert on other people's book pages. So one of the things we look at a lot when we bring on an author for Amazon ads is what else are your readers reading? Who else would they be inspired by? Who else is talking in this world? Or even who else has books that are of interest to this reader at this phase of their life or this place where they live. So those really work well because Amazon loves to be able to send more traffic to those product pages and convert because they are also that bookstore. So it can work really well when you already have that organic traction because we're just going to take that and really move that to the next level when you're paying to have those ads work on it. So I think it can be a great strategy for someone who has done all of that work and is really focused on those conversions, right? You do all that upfront work on a book launch to get that organic traction, brand awareness, build how many people know who you are. But when you're strictly interested in, I want to sell more books. I already have a good selling book that's hit number one in some categories, that's being bought consistently, that's getting reviewed by readers. We just want to be able to teach Amazon, how can you put this book in front of more people who are going to like it and buy it? Laura, what is the one final piece of advice that you would like to share with our audience today? I would say do not work on your book launch all by yourself. I made this mistake with my very first book and I nearly burned myself out with the amount of work that I took on. Now it worked really well to get a second two book deal, but it, I was so tired. It almost wasn't exciting to go ahead and write those book proposals for the next one. So think at the beginning, what are the things I want to do? I have time to do where I have the skill set to do it. Things that are not on that list or things where you have the skill set but it takes a lot of time and it's not going to drive a lot of sales. Look for the experts that you can outsource this to because being able to outsource a good portion of my second book launch made it a much better experience for me and also for the readers. And it also led to me creating a system where now if I publish another nonfiction book, I know the exact steps that I would follow again and again. So don't feel like you have to do it all on your own. You want to invest strategically in where you can get that help to fill in the gaps where you don't have the time or the expertise or interest to do it on your own. Laura, I want to thank you for being part of our event here. What is the best way for people to find you online? Definitely follow me on LinkedIn. You can find me uh, at slash the freelance coach there. And I talk about all kinds of things, publishing and selling services. So love to hear from people. All right, Laura, thank you once again for being part of this. And I wish you all the best in your author journey ahead.